Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Fuck you, Connie. Fuck Jim Connie. Welcome to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Ricky, and as always, I am joined by my co-host Clive. Good evening, Clive. You're not feeling too well. I am not. I have uh, earlier on this morning. I thought this would be the Barry White edition of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. My th- voice was deep, 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 but it's better now. Bad cold, bad strain of the cold. I feel as if the big show's been sitting on my chest, uh, wearing those leather trousers from his dad's funeral. So let's make this a good wee 20 minute podcast so I can go to my bed there. Eh? <laughs> Do our best. Um... So apologies for the energy levels in advance, ladies and gents. Yeah, uh, Mike, pick up. So I'm I'm in the mood to be a snarky bastard as well. So you never know; it could be could be quality. That's it. So, folks, tonight we are doing um, just a listener questions based episode. We've got a fair few, so we may as well get get into it at the moment. Um, but yeah, before we continue, I just want to say, fuck on that yep. racist bastard and piece of shit. Unfollowed him on Twitter today. NWA are not exactly innocent in all this either. Oh. No, they're just as bad as uh, Cornette in my mind. Mm-hmm. How how that made it through the edit is beyond me. And then you is let that... the man, res- then you let him resign rather than say no, fuck off. Aye, but like I was saying earlier, they they, they should have fired them when it first happened. They should have. Uh, they should, should, should never have made it this far. Aye, like they should have. Whoever was listening to the the tapings when they walked into the arena or the studio and said, "Cut, cut, right, we need to stop this match." Jim Cornette, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. And then continue the show. But yeah, we'll move on. But anyway, fuck Cornette. So the first question of the evening comes from one half of the Tampa stretching crew, the boss, <laughs> Mr. Jeremy Donovan. It's boss time. <laughs> what is your dream Survivor Series team of current wrestlers from any promotion? Can I go first? Yes. I gave this. I gave, was. I gave this some serious, serious thought. I love this question. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick one from the five brands that we watch or I certainly watch. So I'm going one from quote unquote main roster WWE, 
So one from Raw or SmackDown, someone from NXT, someone from NXT UK, someone from AEW, and someone from New Japan. Uh, and the way I'm going to do it, I'm going to do that kind of typical, I want an enforcer, a big guy that normally is in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to also incorporate a small, quote-unquote, smaller guy, like a high fly that can run around taking loads of bumps and just awesome spots, and then just three random or just wrestlers that I like. So, first things first, from the WWE, quote-unquote, main roster, I'm taking Mustafa Ali. Oh, good man. It was either between him and Andrade, but I'll oh. take Mustafa Ali. Like, it was just either or. Um, Still maintain he's one of the best wrestlers in that company. Um, like I said, he will he'll do some crazy stuff in this match. Um, like I said, you need kind of need some sort of high flying operator within your team. Uh, it's a no brainer to me. I will now I'll move on to NXT. I really wanted to go Adam Cole, and I don't think Adam Cole gets talked enough in regards to being one of the best wrestlers in the world. Right. Um, but I'm going to go with Mr. Matthew Riddle. He could be both... He could do some crazy stuff, but he could also be like the enforcer as well, if you wanted. Um, one of the best wrestlers in the company, in the world. I don't really to explain too much in that choice. Um, we move over to NXT UK. I would have gone Volter as my enforcer, but I'm not doing it. Because I'm going to go with the best wrestler in NXT UK, and you know, and I could have also gone Joe Coffey as an enforcer, but I've not. So who am I going with? Oh, right, um, the best, the best. Devlin. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Again, I don't need to explain too much here. Uh, guys, just again, he could also be classed as a high flyer. Like he's just. Great technically, can do some sort of cruiserweight type moves as well. Um, and also, just talking about Jordan Devlin, go watch his match with David Starr if you've not seen it. Dear Lord, that is a wrestling match. Moving over now to AEW, I narrowed it down initially to four. My four were Page, Pack, Omega, Mox. I get rid of Page. I have to go, I have to go Moxley. He is my favourite in that company, has been one of my favourite wrestlers. Um, and again, a guy that can be a brawler, but I think I've always said it with this Moxley gimmick and how it's been a hardcore kind of guy. No, like Go back to his, his CCW days, um, people kind of forget just how great of an in, actual in-ring wrestler he is. So I go Mox, and it moves me on to New Japan. Common sense and logic says it should be Will Osprey, who could be like your high flyer, uh-huh. or in my mind, still the best wrestler in the world, Okada, but it's neither. This is where the Tampa stretching crew pop for this. <laughs> I, and I, I love this guy. From the moment those guys started talking about him before the G1 and, 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 and then all of a sudden towards the end of the G1, just how great this guy was. My enforcer, Lance Archer. Right. Um, 
watched his match with Osprey, and straight away the first thing that stuck out with that was like, hmm, the Kiss guys didn't, like, well, I wouldn't say they buried them or take real negative stuff, but it was like, oh, they didn't tell me this guy was this good, but then it was like, maybe it was because he's wrestling Osprey, but then he just put on great matches for entire G1 and, and, and stubby stuff after it. Um, so, yeah, Lance Archer would be my enforcer. So my team of five is Mustafa Ali, Moxley, Jordan Devlin, um, uh, Matt Riddle and Lance Archer. May not be like heavy hitting. Uh, I could easily just go for the five best wrestlers in the world, but I wanted to kind of mix it up and get like the proper balance in there. Uh-huh. It's hard to top that one, and I didn't go down the route of, right, I'll pick this person from that brand, this person from that. I'm just trying to have a good mix. So the first two that I will pick, um, you've got a lot of moving parts in a Survivor Series match, so you need someone with a cool head who's calm, composed and collected, but still can deliver like the goods when needed. So Walter will be my first pick. Just because of his just complete Imperium, it basically translates as domineering and arrogant. You need someone like that in your team who's just so going to bully their way. Translated as boring, but no. <laughs> uh, well, just uh, oh, you've put me off my train of thought now. Uh, you need a bully in there who's just going to run roughshod over everyone, like the proverbial Godzilla going through the the fake model cities, just mowing down everything in his path. He'd be a good man to have on your side, as would Kazuchika Okada. You'd need someone like him. He would go the distance. We have seen one of his uh, forties is the sort of sprint at the ends of his matches, where it's down to just the final minute or two, counter after counter after reversal. And you've seen more often than not that he always ends up on top. He gets the final reversal or the final counter. And you need someone like that to make the decisive pins. So, Walter and Kazuchika Akada, the first two. Moving back closer to home uh, with UK. See, I don't want to just make it NXT UK heavy. I'll move over I'll move over across the pond and you need someone who's loyal, who fights fights for what he believes in. And from what I've what you need is a hot tag specialist. And I never knew until last week or two weeks ago that Matt Riddle was a hot tag specialist because it was a six-man tag match he was involved in. Or two, I can't remember exactly. But he came in and cleared the ring with suplex after suplex and the place went wild. And he's got a, he's working punches on those sort of front-facing chest chops. He can just wipe someone out like that and you need someone like that on your team. So Matt Riddle is my third pick. That was last week, wasn't it, against the OC? Was it last week? Can you mm-hmm. believe that fucking Revival and Undisputed Era are on NXT? <laughs> That's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. That's just ridiculous. Anyway. I, know. I wanted to pick Ali. Mustafa Ali. But I think when it comes to the team game, I don't know. I feel bad saying this because I don't think he would be as influential or play a pivotal part. However, Andrade, Andrade Almas would definitely play a pivotal part. He is 
a fiery, intense beast. He'll go the extra mile for you. He will have no problems laying it in. And there is that sort of loyalty to just being a bad bastard there. He's my fourth pick, and I'm quickly running out of wrestlers. Um, oh, who would I pick? See, I want. I don't want a sneaky bastard. I would love Kevin Owens in there, but he could turn on you like that at the drop of a hat. What about Sammy? So would he. Mm-hmm. And his win-loss record is not that great. Maybe someone who could go the distance. Maybe Roderick Strong or Cesaro. I go for Cesaro. Roddy. See, Roderick Strong, that stamina, that's that's ridiculous. His, uh, his wife... She must be so satisfied every single night. Uh-huh. No wonder she's always got a big shite. She's a smile on her face. Exactly. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> Shout out to Roddy Strong. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I'll, I'll go for Cesaro because that guy is just a cyborg. He really is a cyborg. He'll just go for it and batter everything that moves. So, Cesaro, Andrade Almas, Volta, Okada, uh, and Matt Riddle. I wanted to pick, I was thinking about Pentagon Junior, Pentagon mm-hmm. Dark. Um, he brings a bit of unpredictability to proceedings. He's another one who goes that extra mile, so if there was an injury to one of the other five, Pentagon Dark would be in there. And Caranoir, uh, who I only watched the first match of last night, Caranoir uh, versus Pac. I don't think opposition would know what to do with Caranoir because he's that, he's don't know if you've seen anything of him, but he's, his gimmick is that he's basically a sort of ballet dancer. So he's very flamboyant. His entrances are mm-hmm. really sort of flamboyant. He comes down, he's wearing three-quarter length leggings, barefoot. He's very graceful, very majestic, but he's ridiculously explosive as well. And I think you could do with someone like that and they would just throw throw the other team off. So Pentagon and Caranoir for backup. Thanks, Jeremy. That was an excellent question. That was. It was. Right, we'll move on. Second question comes from a good friend of the show, good friend of ours, Mr. Rob Ropes. So it's two questions. He goes, in your opinions, what makes for a great finisher? And he follows up saying, what are your favourites, current and all time? How about you? Start us off since I went first to last time. The the out of nowhere finishers for me, not necessarily the RKO, although that is a good finisher, but um, Alistair Black's fade to black or black mass is hit out of nowhere and that's always very enjoyable to see. Um, the stunner, the Rock Bolton can come out of nowhere as well. Spear. Spear, yes. It has become a wee bit telegraphed these days. When you, you see Roman Reigns running the ropes about 40 times, then you know a spear is coming, but it's still quite a good visual. And just the out-of-nowhere ones, but I do love a big high, big massive thing. Like, I don't know. See, if I was a wrestler, my finishing move, I know it's a lot of setup, but it would be a super falcon arrow. I think, like, properly, not a Seth Rollins one. Just a... Mm-hmm. Up- up and over, Falcon Arrow, massive slam, high impact, land right in the top, back of the neck, dead, good night. 
One, two, three. Your new champ. <laughs> you know what one of my favourite finishers were back in the the Michinoku driver? Oh god, you loved that move. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> um right, so what makes for a great finisher? I need it to look like it can legit hurt you. You know? Like like a a Hogan leg drop, for instance. That's not putting anyone down. But now if Shaw or Andre do that, then it looks like it, right, that could legit cave your your chest in. Even a Um, top rope? I'd be up for a top rope leg leg drop. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Um, I, I feel like like a super kick should be stuck like it's used way too often, just that's, all the time. That, like that alone, that that should be a finisher. Uh-huh. Like someone is legit extending their leg fully out and clocking you right on the fucking jaw. That can knock people out. That should still be a finisher in my mind. Um, what are my favourites? Current, I still think the end of days when Corbin hits it is still a beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I, ab- I I loved, I love Moxley's initial or Ambrose's initial um, dirty deeds. It basically just kind of became a DDT, but initially he'd get you in the headlock, you both face in front on, and drive you down. Uh-huh. Um, I absolutely loved that. Uh, and one of my, like I said, all time finishers still the Michinoku driver. Um, even like Yokozuna's. Banzai drop, like that's going. That can like uh-huh. dead. You know what I'm mean? like. Um, so, I, like I said, for me, what makes a great finisher is I just need it to look believable. Like John Cena's um, fu. Like no, like that's not. Like take a tombstone. Yes, you get your head's getting driven right into the ground. Uh-huh. Like I just need it to look like believable and look like it could legit hurt you in real life. I really like Jordan Devlin's um, ripcord driver, mm-hmm. where he's got he basically grabs her arm and it rips him up into a sort of backdrop driver. That's sensational, and I really enjoy. I really to the Texas Cloverleaf is my favourite submission. I know that. Yep. By it's the good. way, I was going to say Baron Corbin for my Survivor Series team. <laughs> Uh, let me explain why that guy loves a multi-man match he absolutely loves them and he's got really good timing see when it comes to deep sixes out of nowhere or end of days out of nowhere he has a right good time with that and that could prove very effective mm. in a survival he's done well in tag matches another move uh, the V-trigger like that that could legit that can knock you clean out uh-huh. you know um there are some kicks which are used as a finisher that I don't necessarily like that much. Uh, Noam Dars. Yep. I like the curb stomp. Just because of what that can actually do in real life. <laughs> you know, like I said, I just need it to look like it could legit probably hurt you in real life. Yes. Right. Well, moving on, we've got one of many from Rance here. Oh, Rance. Right, so here we go. First of all, with Imperium, South Wales subculture, 
and to a lesser degree Kaylee Ray being involved in NXT Invasion. Do you think it hurts or helps NXT UK, seeing as they are largely left out of both Invasion, both of the Invasion and War Games? Kaylee Ray notwithstanding. Um, I don't think it hurts because I think it's difficult because it's taped. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it hurts. I certainly think having Imperium on NXT and having Volter show that UK Championship and having Kaylee Ray turn up, Kaylee Ray turn up at NXT last that was week. Great. That was great. That was unexpected. I absolutely love seeing her. Um, I don't think it hurts NXT UK. I think I think it, I'm happy that they're there, that they're getting involved in um, war games. Um, no, I, I'm happy with that. Like we get to showcase some of the guys, especially I say Kaylee Ray, who who we saw a few times. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, this happens regularly when WWE come to UK. You've got a lot of the sort of fringe wrestlers. Remember, Pete Dunne had a match with Enzo Amore. He's not been in the main yeah. roster since, apart from this invasion stuff, but people still remember it. It's just a wee bit of exposure. And for anyone who hadn't seen Imperium before, they might have quite dug it, probably because they were just going against Seth Rollins, they might have dug it. They might have dug it, but mm. it's a wee bit of exposure. There's nobody any harm. It might not do the world of good, because they're not going to be used again, but it's just a case of, you can even see it as a storyline, Imperium. Oh, the main roster of they're over in UK. Ah, oh, well, we might just we take a wee trip and pay a wee visit and just leave our mark that way and happily go on ahead with the rest of their lives. Yep. So we'll move on. Actually, I'm through a little quicker. So a part of Grant's asking again. So a part of the Oni Lorcan requested his least followed by three sad emoji faces, crying faces. How would you handle situations like this if you were Vince or Triple H? Performers who have just re-signed or early in their contracts who all of a sudden want out? Well, that's a tough one. I don't know because Triple H actually said on a conference call that he would deal with all these matters privately. Obviously, it's not as if he's going to go in a back and forth. You, you wouldn't want to see your presidents and chairman getting on Twitter spats, would you? Not at all. <laughs> uh, but you would deal with stuff like that privately. Take them aside and say, right, I understand you've got concerns, but you you did sign this. What did what what did you expect? There's probably a thing in the agreement that says you will adhere to this length until proven otherwise. So why go public? So I've, see, I've not really got a great answer for that, to be honest with you, Rance. But if I was a wrestler. I wouldn't be tweeting it out publicly that I want to leave um, or putting a bit, taking a picture of your your notes app with a big long spiel about why you don't feel valued anymore and you want out. I would just do what Jericho did with WCW back in the 90s. I would literally hide. I would look at my contract and say, hmm, I've got five months left. I would make sure that I stay healthy. I would do all the high shows that they wanted me to do. Hide backstage, literally hide, stay away from the big guns, go to the gym and work out like a beast, diet like a beast, so I look like a, a squillion dollars, 
but not even stay Twitter silent. Just have some banter online. And then when the day comes, when they ask you to do what Ambrose did, no, not signing it. Just stay quiet. And when that day comes, midnight, just go on a rant on Twitter. Not even a rant. Just say, listen, I'm free now. Look at me. I've got a 14-pack. Um, I've cut twenty pounds. I've got guns for days. Hire me, and you'll and see because it's instant. Because the likes of Luke Harper, Mike Canellis, it sort of dwindles. The interest in them that dwindles quite quickly. Whereas if you're a hot, you're a hot free agent and nobody knew about it. It's like right, okay, let's go, and you stay hot and you stay fresh for a couple of weeks until you start getting those indie dates, and then maybe a, a more settled promotion says right come on then yeah I would, that's how I would handle it if I was a wrestler I would also Just hire a good, I would hire a good lawyer at the start of everything as well I would take that nice sweet WWE money and hire a good lawyer and read through the fucking contracts or you know just don't sign the fucking contract exactly ain't no one forcing you like, sign it and if you don't like it then deal with it that's your fault like I know there's certain things that the employers can do and all that, but see if you just like I'm not happy the way I'm being booked. Well, did you not fucking think that before you got before you signed the contract? You're probably not that fucking damn good to feature. But what the fuck are you complaining about anyway? I, I do. I feel I'm a bit gutted for not for, but with only Lorcan going, he's been very entertaining yeah. for me. Personally. And I think I think someone like Luke Harper should have been utilised a little bit more. Like. It was evident, like, we were all desperate for him to go to WrestleMania like, a few years back, and it never worked out. Um, how would I handle it? In all seriousness, I would look at someone like Oni Lorcan and say, I couldn't care less where you go or what you do, because I don't feel threatened by you whatsoever. <laughs> right. If it was, like, the Ambrose situation, I would do everything in my power to be like, I can't let you leave if I need to give you a blank check and say you get creative freedom or whatever, I just couldn't let you go. So I think it's a case-by-case basis in terms of who you are. The Mike Kanellis is the world. I'm like, halfway, just go. You going to AEW or going anywhere else, going to Impact, Ring of Honor, I couldn't care less because you're you're not that good. It was a snooze fest on 205 Live. Really so that's is. what I'm saying. So I think you'll look at it on a case-by-case basis. Luke Harper, I'm not saying he's going to go out and be this big, massive superstar, but he could be a sort of a strong mid-card to upper-card guy if you let him. Uh-huh. But, and and that's, that's the thing, you don't want to lose guys like that, especially if you're looking at uh, being Vince or Triple H to AEW, because you don't want to bolster them in any kind of way by letting someone like a, a Luke Harper go. But no, only Larkin and... Mike Canellis, etc., wanting to leave them, them going to AEW would mean absolutely nothing if I was Vince or Triple H. Well, what is possible to happen, is, as you've seen with the likes of Ty Dillinger, you could end up just being an afterthought there as well. And he was never great in WWE anyway, and he's, and he's not great whatsoever. Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed his stuff in NXT, I did. Like, I'm not, I'm not the gimmick that. was fine. We've never been a fan of the actual wrestling, to be honest. Yeah. Um, even, even fans have turned on him there. So if that's that's a pat, that's not you being under uh, underutilized. That's a if you've been shite, mate. Because you're shite and you shat you've it. You've been shite at your job. You shot it for Ricky. Your vanity, your vanity, searched yourself because I referred to you as Appalachian State. 
Oh, bitch. Basically, I called him um, Albion Rovers. Or Murray. Murray, I called him Air United. <laughs> Ty Dillinger has got less charisma than his girlfriend has in her pinky. Right, so yeah, moving on. Another question from Mr. Vance. If you booked an NXT TakeOver War Games slash Survivor Series mashup pay-per-view, basically brand versus brand, featured NXT and NXT UK, how would you book it? Um, so I'm assuming Ranch just wants us to pick five and five. Or a, a, a pay-per-view in general. A War Games pay-per-view. I'll just go with the five on five. It's easier. Tell you what, to make it interesting, I'll pick the five NXT UK and you can pick the five NXT. Okay, well, why don't we do that? You you stick with the UK card. So a War Games, a World title, a Tag title, a Women's. Yeah. But it's NXT versus NXT UK. So just uh, just one War Games match? Yes. Two. So it'll be like one War Games, you pick your five NXT and I pick my five UK guys. And then right. you pick your woman and I'll pick my woman, etc. Right. So I go first then? Yep. Right. Feast your eyes, pal. Dead air. Did you hear that Feast Your Eyes chant last Wednesday? Yes. Oh, my God. That was that was the most buzz-out episode of NXT I've seen in about 15 years. That ending was excellent. I don't know how Mia Yim's still alive. <sighs> so you should that have had that. See, see that. Ridiculous. No, that uh, lad bump. The thing where you get wasted in GTA. Yep. They should have had that for Mia Yim's ladder That's bump. It. Someone's probably got that on Twitter somewhere. Aye. Anyway, Ed, Dominic Dijakovic first, please. Okay. In your war games? Uh-huh. All right, Walter. Oh, that would be a, a match-up. Eh... Uh, Who else? Peter Dunn for NXT. Interesting, interesting. Mr. Tyler Bate. Um, so, 5v5 or 4v4? We'll go 5 versus 5. Right, so, third, Matt Riddle. Jordan Devlin. Oh, bastards. Obviously. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Uh, Keith Lee. Mm. Hmm. See, this is difficult now, I think. Let me think. I've got one of two. I either go Trent Seven. I think he'd be great in a. Uh, he's got an urgency that I enjoy. And I'll go 
Ilya Dragunov. Oh. Uh, right, I'll go. I'll go Trent Seven. Trent Seven, right? For the the stamina side of things, my final pick is Roderick Strong. The final pick, El Capitan. <laughs> JC, yep. JC superstar. Set, Mister Joe Coffee. Right, so the women, I think, that women's team might be better than yours. Let's be honest. Oh, you think? <laughs> um, right, Ria. Um. Oh, Kaylee Ray. Shayna Baszler. Um, Piper. Bianca Belair. She would she would destroy folk in a War Games match. She's going uh, to. Oh, that's this weekend, man. Bianca mm-hmm. Belair's going to kill folk. <laughs> I've still got um, Tony Storm, don't I? Yep, she's disappeared off the face of the earth, though. It's, it's, it's not great, really, the NXT UK women's scene, is it? Well, that, that was my guess. Did I, did I not get Tony Storm? Oh, sorry. Aye. It's my turn. Uh, Right, I'm looking for some powerhouses, so Rhea, Shayna, Bianca, Candice LeRae because she's, she's fucking great, she's she's explanation great. For that. and she's known to, to enjoy some hardcore wrestling, that is. Um, to add a little bit of brute power, I guess I'll go uh, Jazzy Gabbert. Gabbert. Oh, Jazzy, Jazzy. My, my lovely Jazzy. The <laughs> <laughs> right, last pick. Mia, because she just destroys... Oh, well... I uh, sorry, Mia, but we've got to be Io Shirai because she's oh, she would destroy folk like out of pure malice. Her heel turn has made her look even sexier. I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. That cage match was one of the best matches on NXT TV this year. Right, my final pick, I think I'll go Nina such Samuels. A, such a good finish. Oh, you've got a very attractive team there, by the way. I'm, it's actually all right, by the way. Like, I think the problem with it, it's not I'm just being very deep, fast. but I think, it's, I think it's quite top-heavy, the NXT UK women's division. It is. It it's very, very top-heavy. Just a couple, like I said, eventually Tony Storm's going to be gone. But kind of need to bring a few more women in now. Yep. Oh, I feel a sneeze coming. 
Might have to mute this bad boy. Right, what's the next question? Right, here we go. Let me find it. Let me move through all this guff that's in our notifications. And you know what I mean. Right, here we go. Question from the guys over at Five Nerds Go. Oh, are they good? I love those gents. Wonderful bastards are there. And shout out to Mags and Bags for his Why We Watch podcast for introducing me to Five Nerds Go. Mags and Bags is just the man who keeps on giving. I would encourage people to get him on your podcast. Guy's an absolute gent. Yep. Lovely guy. I mean, he is an issue because he doesn't like quality street strawberries, like strawberry flavour quality streets, but we'll move past that. Aye, and he likes roast beef for these sandwiches, but that's just a bit... Un- Strange guy, but nice guy. Unacceptable <laughs> colour and <he> taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. With War Games, so this is from Five Nerds Go. With War Games the night before Survivor Series, do you expect to see NXT being jobbers for the night? Oh, I think I replied saying I really hope not. Uh, <gasps> but, but to expand on that, I don't think they will be because at the end of the day, this is a competition with other companies as well. With other things that aren't wrestling related on Wednesday nights so as well so Vince will want me you want NXT to look like a formidable force in some form so they'll pick up a couple of W's somewhere down the line that's for sure they've looked very strong in the lead up to NXT I don't think they're going to go down the same road where in the invasion angle where over the course of the weeks and months the ECW and WCW guys looked like just spare parts so I think there'll be a few wins where they will come from not sure not Breaking sure it down, I agree I think Shayna wins very interesting choice I think she's the she's the biggest star out of all this I think Shayna wins wouldn't stun me if Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly win but I think New Day ultimate win that um, I mean, the women's NXT have got a chance. So do the guys, and do you know why? I have right. a feeling. I don't know why, and I don't know if I maybe saw it somewhere, so I might be stealing this from someone. I'm sorry if I am. Seth turns on Team Raw or KO turns on them. I think it was uh, the Kyle Moore's, the Sage himself. Was it Kyle that said it? See, that'd be pretty sweet. Aye, I think Kevin Owens is going to... I think it'll be him, because that whole thing with Triple H. And it's is all true, what he was saying. Yeah. It feels yep. true to me anyway. It is true, it is true. I mean, the NXT men's... And I know we'll touch on it in a second. Vance asks us, obviously we'll find out tonight or the next day or so what that team's going to be. But that team's, I think it's probably shaping up to be what, Champa. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll transition to that in a second. In fact, um, I don't think Roddy Strong's going to win, but I expect Roddy Strong to carry that match and be an absolute workhorse in that match. Well, he's 
we've seen from two triple threat matches this year that he's uh, keeps things moving along very nicely. And that triple threat with Keith Lee and Dijak was just tremendous. Yep. And that's two massive monsters that he's in the ring with. He held his own, no problem at all. Yep. Um, so just to we'll transition into Rancy's question, right? So I'm going to scroll up and find it. Because um, obviously I started talking about the NXT men's team. <clears throat> so Rance asks us, predict the men's and women's NXT Survivor Series teams. Right. Well, is, right, forgive me because I hold my hands up. And it's actually quite disappointing for me because this should be a time where I should be really invested in the main roster, but I've not watched a lot of main roster stuff at all. Since I started spending a lot of time bigging up to Crown Jewel, I've just kind of fallen away from it. But am I right in saying Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox have been on SmackDown? Yes. Right, so realistically, a few of the women that are involved in this War Games match, they're going to be absolutely battered so Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox will be in it I wouldn't put Mia Yim in because she's lucky to be alive or walking <laughs> I would um, limit her use after war games so not her maybe Rhea Ripley yep who else has come over I mean it's difficult do we actually see very many women who feature in the war games? Well, we don't need to. I don't need to. My God, that's good. See the amount of ice packs that will be on sale on Monday morning. Right, so my five, I think they'll go Io Shirai. Right. Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. Candice. I think you've got to get Bianca in there. And the final one. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe not me again. This could be the final one. Rhea Ripley. I said Rhea Ripley. Sorry. So I've got Rhea, Io Shirai, Candice, Bianca Belair. I think I'll go Mia Yim. Okay. Right, I'll go Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, and Bianca Belia. Um, For the men, Dijak, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Damien Priest, and... Champa. Champa, there you go. Damien Priest? Aye, he's got really cool music. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so the four, I, it is definitely Keith Lee, Dijakovic, Champa, Riddle. I think those four are obvious. Hmm. Kevin Owens. <laughs> See, I would say Pete Dunne, but I think Pete Dunne challenges... Adam Cole for the title. Oh, that's right. Is there a triple threat? No, there's nothing on. That's on War Games. War triple Games. Threat. 
It was supposed to be tonight, but they cancelled or they rearranged, whatever. I don't really know. Um, oh, man. I think I said off-air last week, but I'm doubling down on-air. People have Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. War Games is my favourite time of the wrestling calendar. Just the lead up to it and the night itself has the last couple of years has been fucking amazing. So more like this last few weeks of NXT has just been crazy. And I love the War Games concept. I like matches with rules that you need to think about and all these moving parts. So give me it. Give me it. I think I'll throw this one out there. And I don't think it's realistic. But Dream. I think he's carrying an injury though. I think he is. Uh, yeah, I said I don't think that was realistic, but screw it. I'll see Kevin Owens. So you think he'll turn before? He'll turn up tonight, my man, my good friend. Lord, I'd rather have done it at the Survivor Series match itself. Aye, but they'll be wanting to. Triple H said, maybe doors open, and on the conference call, they said there's going to be some big names coming on NXT tonight. So it's going to be a it's going to be an episode of of television. Looking forward to and AEW as well. So much fucking wrestling to watch over these next four days. I know it's ridiculous, but I'm I'm pumped for war games. Uh, right. Next set of questions come from Mister Murray Bone. Question number one: Thoughts on NXT UK to- takeover Blackpool selling out? Awesome. Gutted I can't be there. I was all set to get tickets and I found out on the Sunday the day before that I have a 50th birthday party on my wife's side that we can't get out of um, and I couldn't possibly get down to Blackpool and back up in time for it. Even though the Blackpool show, it starts at half 11 in the morning. Now, is it doors open at half 11? Really? But it's early. Mm-hmm. It's early. I don't know if doors open at ten, but or it's or doors open at half eleven. That's what we were saying on the. Are you sure it's not half eleven for America? No, it's us. It's I'm also sure. it's also Sunday. Did you know that? Is it half eleven for America? Is it? I'm sure I saw half four for doors <laughs> open, but it's it's good. I'm a bit perplexed that it's in Blackpool again. We've only had what end up being three. I think from a geolo- geographical point of view, that must be slap bang in the middle of the UK or something like that in terms of getting some Scottish people down as well. But you'd think, see if they're going to... Right, so you had the Blackpool tournament and then you had TakeOver last year and they're having it again in January. So obviously January's their sort of... This is their Dallas. No, sorry, their um, Brooklyn turning into I would be happy with that as long as they have more than just two takeovers a year but all of them in the fact that it's sold out these are you'll know but now these aren't the sort of metrics that get me psyched about pay-per-views it's just the stories in the wrestling I'm not bothered okay if it's three people in the crowd obviously that's a bad image but Good for them that it's all out. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Gutted I can't be there because oh, 
The matches are going to be sensational, man. Cutted. <laughs> um, like some guy, and... some guy in old ruined spoiled one of them for me. Uh, I don't know who it was though. Who spoiled it for you? You. What? One of your tweets. Oh, right, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's only after Ryan spoiled it for me. No, Ryan spoiled another match for me, actually, that's what he done. Right, don't say anything else. Right, I won't. Um, yeah, gutted. And in terms of, like, I suppose, yeah, Blackpool. Blackpool's easy enough to get to anyway. Uh-huh. Um, but, fuck, man, we were just in Blackpool last year. I know it's an odd, it's an odd one. It would only make sense if it was a, if it was more, if there were more takeovers throughout the year, which might yeah. be the case. And also, um, NXT UK come up to Glasgow again in July. That is very cool. I do like that, obviously, because just because. But that's usually the same week weekend that ICW do their big weekend show. That's a wee bit suspect. Mm-hmm. Maybe ICW won't do it that weekend. But the whole thing, like, that's Mark Dallas's birthday. So that's how this all came about, that he just does a, a big weekender. Um, and they've got, they've confirmed that they've got the Barrowlands for Fear and Loathing in the, November next year, but they've not got anything for July. So that's, that's a bit, something I'd like to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Alright, so second question from Murray. If WWE if were not to exist, which three companies would you put full investment into watching? And Murray's three are New Japan, AEW and ICW. The exact same, Murray. The exact same. I already watch all three anyway, so it would be those three. Yep. And which, in which order? Can't say for certain, but probably New Japan. Uh Probably. Uh-huh. I would watch ICW because I already do. And since I would have a spare tenor, I would probably check out Over the Top. Alright, yep. Yeah. And they're doing some good stuff just now. And I'd like to sort of see more of it. For the third choice, It's kind of hard to say without, like, if WWE didn't exist because, I mean, does, does it mean that it never existed or did they just fold? I don't know. I, I, I'm taking it as what these other companies' rosters currently look like. So just ignore every single possible wrestler that's in WWE. Those, those wrestlers don't exist. And the rosters that each, roster, each company has right now is what they'll be. Well, probably not AEW then, because if there's no WWE guys, there's not that many that interest me. No, what? Currently on the roster, though? Lucha Brothers. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Such a homer. That's... Aye, I'm a homer. But it doesn't help when half of them are dickheads as well. Uh, I'd probably give it a bash. Right, moving on. But I, I really like the Lucha Brothers and 
I would much prefer it if Pentagon was became a, a singles. singles singles legend. Mm. Right, so the twenty four seven title stick seems to be running dry. How would you help improve it? I think don't it was always to, don't put it on two or five live wrestlers. Uh, and I think it was always going to be it was going to kind of always run its course anyway. Um, but yeah, maybe have it feature a little more on SmackDown, for instance. And like he says, like who who, who the Singh brothers held it. I don't know if someone else went off him. Like Artruth is the champ again. So yeah, it has. I don't know if you can, um, because Drake Maverick and Truth done so much for it at the start. In the well, moment, you kind of shifted from then, I kind of lost interest. The you've got NXTs live every week now, so you could add them into the mix. Some of their comedy. I wouldn't acts. want to. I wouldn't want to though. But you've still got some comedy acts there. You've got the Fashion Police. And I know, but I'd rather I'd rather keep keep it away from that. Put it on the women again. I thought that was quite an inspired choice to have Carmela win it. And then the murderer's daughter as well. Can't remember who else. Mm. But I, I'd put it on the women again. The I, I imagine the Iconics would have a right good laugh with that. <laughs> a right good laugh. Oh, they're cute as fuck. <laughs> no, no, no. What a random compliment. They are cute as fuck. They're adorable, so they are. Um, Did you see Peyton Royce um, sort of moshing out to Samoa Joe's music? Yes. You still love that that, that gif or gif or whatever of, of when, was it when they lost the tag titles? They started moshing out with the, like, the music. <laughs> oh, that's right. I Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see how happy Clive is. I forgot all about that. I need to find that because that was that was sensational. That was the best right. thing happened in wrestling since Kurt Angle signed for WWE. <laughs> so this is the last question of the night. I think. Is it? Yep. I'll, I'll answer it. I, I don't think you could possibly answer this. So it's from Rance. If you had to pick one lower slash mid-card AEW wrestler to pick to slowly build a world title match at All Out next year and be the new stop, new top star, who would you pick and why? Okay, okay. Um, which... Lower card guy, would you pick to elevate to the title match at All Out? That's quite easy. Cody? (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, I suppose you could say someone like Joey Janela, but I'm not that infatuated with him. You know who I'm really interested in seeing is Anthony Agogo. He is an ex-British Olympian. Um, did he win gold? Oh, I say he won gold. Certainly won a medal. Um, was a professional boxer as well. Um, had to retire because of like countless injuries. Um, 
he actually won both. He won the bronze in the 2012 Olympic Games and won silver, I think, in the 2010 Commonwealth. I'm intrigued to see. I'm not saying that's how you do it, but I'm intrigued to see him and see how he develops. Um, I guess I'll go, and I don't know if this guy, this guy might not be low down the card enough for Rance because he did get a title shot, but I'd go Darby Allen. Right. He's different. Like, really different. Uh-huh. Just from his appearance. Like, I don't like some of the stuff that he does in the ring because it's just, it's just too much. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? But, if you hear him speak, he's good. He, he talks. He's, he's very almost articulate in a sense. Like he's he's fluent. He, he, he's able to string words together and sentences together, and doesn't doesn't like just use profanity for the sake of it. He doesn't like. He's he's really good in the mic. Really good in the interview. Um. He has a chance, and I'm not saying to be like a superstar or a huge, huge star, but he has a chance to be someone. Uh, but I said, I don't know if he's low enough on a card for Rance. Like I said, you could go with yeah, somebody like Janela or well, Marco Stunt, but I've got no real interest in them. Um, Orange Cassidy, but he's. Again, is he low enough down the card? Because I think he could be like one of, if not the most over guy in the company. Aye, but that's you know, I don't know without actually it. wrestling. I wouldn't push him. No. Um... See, if I was wrestling against him, I would want double the money because I'm doing double the work. <laughs> Shite. So, yeah, I'd probably go Darby Allen, but like I said, I just. Maybe that isn't low enough down the card for Rance and what he was thinking. Well, um, but the answer to Gogo one, I'm intrigued, really intrigued. I would. Um, someone had replied to Rance. Well, we can't see the tweets, but I he's got them protected, protected, so we don't actually know what they're talking about. So we'll we'll just pretend that it was a good pick. Um, I don't know enough about all the goings on, but as far as I'm aware, Sonny Kiss has not been on telly that much. Is that right? Yeah, but again, I guess it's like I wouldn't anyway. I I wouldn't want I wouldn't push him. Kip Sabian. I saw him for the first time. Um, where was it? Uh, uh, Double or nothing, where he took on that fucking Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, who's got about a TJP about him, by the way. Um, maybe go Kip Sabian, because that was the first time I saw Kip Sabian. Right. And he was fucking impressive. Really impressive, actually. Really, really impressive. Uh-huh. Um, he could be a shout. Um, so, yeah, I would go Darby or Kip Sabian. 
Um, and like I said, I, I, Derby probably is too high up the card already for for what Rance is thinking. See, I would say Sonny Kiss because, and I've got a sort of made-up story for it, I don't know who he would have against him as an antagonist and all this, but and I'm, I'm not criticising, just saying that AEW have championed diversity since the get-go. But from what I can glean, Sonny Kiss has not been used that often or at all since Dynamite started. Can you mm-hmm. confirm or deny that? So, all Sonny Kiss has to do as part of the storyline is grab the mic or do a promo and say, AEW are all about diversity. I'm standing here. Um as diverse as you can be, and I'm not getting a look in, and to sort of start to challenge the challenge the authority, if there is an authority figure, say how come I'm not getting a shot, and show that he's good in the ring, because I've seen him in Lucha Underground, he was excellent in Lucha Underground, just sort of run that angle, to say that there's a heel who leans heavily into sort of being a wee bit prejudiced in Jericho, because Jericho's just a bit of a dick in general, Kayfabe, maybe mm-hmm. shoot as well, and just sort of run that story. It's I one that a lot of people could get behind as well. Oh, like that's the thing. Seeing Lucha Underground, he was, he was being, he was a lot involved in a lot of the trios, tag team stuff, and he was getting picked on. And uh, there was a match where he was, he just lost a rag and destroyed a guy. Can't remember who it was, and it, it, that sort of room that we're in. They were going mental for Sonny Kiss. So there's mm-hmm. my pick. Not very much thought out because I'm not sure of the goings on in general, but I would pick him. Yeah. Um, I think that was it. That was the last question of the night. Good. Not good, good as questions. in, thank God. It's good that was some good questions. NXT oh, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> should we move on to the to the quiz? Yes. Uh, this is quiz time with Ricky and Clive. A fucking quiz about wrestling. There we go. Oh. I, like I said, I can't I can't splice in the quiz time anymore because of the current setup. And I can't be asked singing, so there we go. That people pop for that. Well, people don't like me. You're the you're the face apparently, so I'm giving them a reason to hate me. Who said that in the face? Hey, it's <laughs> you. <laughs> did? When did I say that? Every but day. remember, I'm I'm the one that bores people. Uh huh. Anyway, let's move on. You've got go away heat. So did someone else, and it did go away eventually. Anyway, let's let's crack on with this quiz. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. There we go, folks. There we go. Question number one. Oh, it's a Survivor Series theme quiz. Oh, I don't think I'll do well with this one. Two th- two, in 2011, 
The Rock and John Cena defeated who in a tag team match? Oh, I have not got a scooby doo pal. Uh, the Miz and John Cena. Uh, I mean, the Miz and after. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> in the same show, 2011, CM Punk defeated who in the WWE Championship match? 2012. 11. 11. And it was just was TLC in December that year? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Alberto Del Rio. Correct. Because I know that there was a TLC triple threat match and Alberto Del Rio was in it in, yep. September, in 2011. I think yep. CM Punk was handcuffed to the ropes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Question number three. In 2012, in the <clears throat> World Heavyweight Championship match between Sheamus and the Big Show, how did the match end? Disqualification by a chair shot. It was disqualification. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, Seamus, sorry, Seamus was getting ready for Seamus was getting ready for a bro kick and show. Intentionally grabbed the ref as a shield, and Sheamus broke kicked the ref. Right, and then show happened with a knockout punch, but the ref um, like counted it, uh-huh. and then ultimately reversed the decision because Sham um, Show used him as a shield intentionally. I was going to say that it was disqualified because Sheamus started singing the soldier song. <laughs> Question number four. <laughs> in 2013, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan defeated which two members of the Wyatts? Uh, the two the two goons. And they are? Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Correct. Question number five. In 1990, The Undertaker teamed up with which team in a four- Four versus four, four on four match, and this was his debut. Oh, I've not got a clue. So, who was on his team? Yes. Hulk. No, they were. It came as a heel. As a heel, right? So it was. I know it was Debiase that brought him down, wasn't it? Perhaps. Or was it Brother Love? Uh, Jake the Snake. Wrong. I really, really don't know. Like the million dollar team. Right, so, so it was DiBiase, Greg Valentine, and the Honky Tonk Man. The Honky Tonk Man. What a what a disgrace. Oh, fucking pathetic. Question number six. The first ever Survivor Series took place in which year? 1987, 1988, or 1989? 88. 
Question number seven. In the 2016 men's 5-on-5 match, who were the two lone survivors of a SmackDown team? Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Correct. What a match. What a match. Excellent. Same here. Brock Lesnar versus Bill Goldberg. Did the match last longer than 90 seconds? Yes or no? Yes. No, 87 seconds. I thought it was a minute and 36. Oh, sorry, not, not 87 seconds. It was 116 seconds, so it was what? That's a minute and 56. That's what I was right. Yes, you were. I don't know why I wrote 87 in my accent. <laughs> no. It's completely got that part wrong. Question number nine. In 1996, Bret Hart defeated who in a number one contenders match? Was it Kevin Nash or Diesel? Nope. Really? Uh, British Bulldog? Nope. Shawn Michaels? Nope. Could be here all night. Could be. I'm sure that Bret Hart and Diesel fought at Survivor Series one year. He's bald. Oh, so they did. Only Larkin. <laughs> Correct. Stephen Austin. Right. Question number 10. Oh, here we go. Sur- uh, exactly. Survivor Series 2014. Name every single participant in the 5-on-5 men's Survivor Series elimination match. Big Show, Mark Henry, Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins, uh, Luke Harper, Kane, who's that, sorry? Kane. So you've got Kane, Luke Harper, Seth, Mark Henry, Dolph Ziggler. Who else do you say? Luke Harper. You've said him, that's five. Right, so Big Show, Mark Henry. So Luke. right, maybe it was six. Henry, I, didn't, I couldn't remember if you said Henry or not. Oh, Show, sorry, so that's six. So you've got four to go. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Nope. Eric Rowan? Yep. Right, so I've got the heels. That's what you think. Right, it's a big show, Mark Henry. Three more? Mm-hmm. Seamus? No, I'll give you one more incorrect answer. You're going to be kicking yourself if you never say this guy's name first. Twenty fourteen. 
I mean, do you remember the stipulation? Oh, John Cena. Yep. That's how Sting made his debut. It is. So you got two left. Really, I've, I'm done. I've not got any more, I'm afraid. Uh, do you want a clue? Uh-huh. One of them is no longer with the company. Um, he was involved in a world title feud as well at one point in his time with the company. Jack Swagger? No. He likes eating lots of food. Chris Jericho? <laughs> he wants to be fed. Oh my God. That guy, Ryback. And the final one. This man has the greatest WrestleMania entrance of all time. Rusev. Yep. There's your 10. You done well there. I did. Where did you get them? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Not seven. too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Good going, good going. Right. That brings us to the end of tonight's episode, folks. So, like I said, we've been Ricky and Clive, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um... You can find us on Twitter at Ricky and Clive. Um, you can also join us on the Wrestling Square Circle on Facebook. You can also listen to other shows on the network, such as Keeping It Strong Style, a.k.a. the Tampa Stretching Crew, One Nation Radio with Rich and James, um, All Things Elite, Get In The Ring, and Grown Men Watch The Shit. You can also get your very own Social Suplex t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can also get a One Nation Radio, keeping it strong style, and your own Ricky and Clive t-shirt as well. Uh, we also, you can get access to Power Slam TV. Um, if you enter the code Social Suplex, you'll get access to over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling across the globe. It's now over 6,000. Sorry, now over six. Um, yeah, once again, we've been Rick and Clive. Like I said, you can find us mainly on Twitter. Um, yeah, and we appreciate you guys listening tonight as well. We do. Thank you for listening to us. I was feeling and, like... And the questions. Uh-huh, yes, as always. I was feeling like a real steaming pile of shit earlier, so I've enjoyed the conversation about wrestling. Can't wait for some NXT goodness over the next four or five days. Yep, I'm I'm going to struggle to watch some of the wrestling over the next couple of days. Um, obviously, with that sign behind me, you know why. So, yep. Baby sister is pregnant, and the baby is due any second now. She's in hospital, so we shall see. We shall see. My one and only baby sister. But yeah. Shout, we'll out to, shout out to baby redacted surname. <laughs> but we'll be back next week. Um, should we've also like I said, we've not got much time left now in 
before the turn of the year. We also, like I said, we'll be bringing you at some point in the next five weeks or so the final of the Rick and Clive Quiz Time Invitational. Rance Morris versus Mr. Joshua. Just Mr. Joshua? Yeah, well, the good look man it is. Um, <laughs> what does that have to do with his name being shortened? I just liked it, Mr. Joshua. Mr. Joshua Smith, one half of Keeping It Strong style. Looking forward to that. Um, we've got a couple of things I've got planned, but we'll keep them under wraps. Yeah, we'll sort that out. Um, but yeah, once again, guys, thank you for listening to us. I appreciate it. Appreciate the support. Thank you. We always do. We love interacting with you. We love the banter. Some of you. <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> right, let's go. Enjoy yep. this big weekend. Oh, going to be a fucking awesome weekend. Can't wait for War, war Games. is going to just be ridiculous. War Games. So good. But yeah, folks, enjoy and we'll see you next week. See you Take next care. Week. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next-